Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Dams, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach and mentor to live life fully. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so that more amazing people just like you can find us. This episode is a Facebook Live, so you might hear a few little conversations here and there, which is amazing because you get to plug right into the live energy. So I'm so happy and excited. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of 70 Lessons from 70 Countries. Come by to say hi. Let me know that you're watching. We have beautiful flowers from the garden here for the, all the vibes and um, you get to see my beautiful sick face. I hope I don't have to cough because there's no mute button <laughs> here. So fingers crossed we'll be all good. And I wanted to share the story for the 70 lessons from 70 countries with you, for you, around you, <laughs> all the things when um, that happened in Bali. And it was a very, it's actually one of my favorite stories, so to say, because it's a really good one. Okay, so here it goes. Around two years ago now, my friend Carlos and I went to Bali my friend Carlos is from Mexico. We were really good friends. I love him. He does all the drone stuff. Like he's worked for Netflix. They do drone shows. They do the most incredible stuff with drones, whatever you need. Like he is the go-to person in Mexico and in the US and wherever else you need him in the world, even though it might be a little bit more difficult right now <laughs> with the pandemic. But we went to, we went to, I Oh my god, yeah, Angel knows Carlos. <laughs> Angel is also from Mexico and I love him and he's amazing. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited. So we were in Bali and Carlos doesn't know how to drive a scooter. But to drive around the island, it's very beneficial if you're on a scooter just because you're more flexible and you can go to all the places and it's just so much more fun and it just gives you so much more freedom. So we've met these two guys from Spain and we were planning on going to one of the volcanoes. Now, they told me to drive first and that they would follow. And I had no idea how good or not so good their driving skills were. Now, I had Carlos on my back and all the time I'm like, Carlos, am I going too fast? Like, do you think these guys can follow us? Do you think we're like going on a good speed? Until like an hour and a half in, I stopped and I actually asked these guys, like, guys, am I going too fast? Like, can you guys follow? Is everything okay? Like, should we change stuff up? And they look at me and they just start laughing. They literally start laughing in my face. And I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, why are you laughing? And they look at me and they say, Vivi, we are race drivers. We drive scooters and bikes on hyper speed. We race them. You can never go too fast for us. Like, we are literally driving in holiday mode right now. We're going so slow, but that's okay. That's what we said. Go first and we follow you because if we go first, 
we're just gonna disappear. <laughs> so I learned that they were actually incredible drivers, like incredible. They knew how to like go through like all the curves and edges and like up the mountain, down the mountain in such a quick way that I was mind blown. Now, obviously, I knew how to drive a scooter, yet my skills are not that great to be at a race driver's level. Like, I didn't even have to pretend. They were just not. <laughs> so as we're like driving up the mountain and we're literally zigzagging and all these curves and I'm like, oh my God, like with another person on the back and a big backpack and like all these things that we were bringing, like drones and uh, cameras and all these things that we had with us, we were just really heavy. Also, I didn't want to fall because we were driving up the mountain and the people coming down were just racing, like they were going so fast. I did not want to be one of these people that crashes, just for the record. <clears throat> it's the beauty of traveling. You can meet people with amazing skills. I know, isn't it? It's so crazy The people that you meet, you, sometimes you, don't, you didn't even know that these people exist. And like, it's so cool. So after a while, the guys stopped and they said, you know what, like, why don't we take Carlos and you just go by yourself and you're just like more flexible with the bike. And I'm like, sure, you know, no problem. If that's fine with Carlos, go with them and I just come follow you. Now, these guys, their skills were legit so amazing that I couldn't follow. <laughs> so every few like kilometers they were waiting for me. And one time I literally saw them going and I followed and I thought, well, if they can go so fast, I can go so fast. And I just went with it right in the curve. And obviously I speeded up a little bit too fast and I literally flew out the corner. <laughs> And I ended up in the grass with the bike on the floor. Literally, thankfully, I didn't hurt myself. And I was just so glad that nobody was watching because that was very embarrassing. Anyway, I picked up my bike. And for some reason in the morning, we went to the wrong spot because we didn't communicate very clearly and which place we actually wanted to go. And I had something else in mind than what the guys had in mind. So... We were first going to my place and then we found out that their place was actually pretty far away. So to still make it before sunset, which in Bali is quite early, around five, six o'clock, we had to speed up. Now it was all mountains and my skills were really not that great. So what we decided to do was to leave my bike parked on the side, remember where the spot was, because it's not that easy if you're in the middle of the mountains. And then I went in the, on the back of someone of one of the guys' bike and we just flew. Now, in that moment, I experienced how a race car driver drives. I'm not even kidding. That was some intense shit. We were going so fast. We were just flying through it. And literally there were moments where I literally thought we're gonna die and I'm gonna fly off this bike and I'm never gonna see the fucking earth again. Now, trying to, to stay cool while on someone else's bike and racing is not always easy. <laughs> 
I like almost here freaking out, trying to like hold myself around the guy and on the bike and not trying to like shift my weight too much because obviously that's impacting how the bike is driving and still staying with it. That was some intense shit. Anyway, we made it to the volcano just before sunset. We started running up the path. Actually, we didn't even find the path. We didn't even look for it because we knew if the sun was gonna come. So we just started walking straight up the freaking volcano until the crater. We made it right before sunset. And while we were coming down, it started to get really cold and really late. Now, we still had to drive all the way back. And we obviously had my bike, so I had to drive. Now I told the guys, you know what guys, I know the way I have my GPS. Carlos, oh my God, I'm just talking about you. <laughs> so funny, I saw Carlos bubble. Um, I know you did. Hi Jenny, oh my God, all the peoples are here. I just told the story of like, when we left our bike behind, that was very funny. So Carlos went with the other guys and I told him, guys, you know what? Like, I'm so slow, you just go and I'm just gonna find my own way. Like, don't worry about me. I got my phone, I got my GPS, I'll be fine. Please don't wait for me because, you know, the group is only as fast as the slowest member. And I knew I'm the slowest member and I felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> so I told them just go, but obviously they did not want to just leave me behind. So I told them to go first and I was gonna follow them. And I literally just looked at how they were driving and I tried to follow exactly where they were going. Every pothole, every little, swerve every little like corner every little edges i tried to copy it and at the beginning i was freaking out do you know when you're on a jet ski and you think you're like going at your maximum capacity and you're like i'm going fast i'm going fast hi bianca but you're like not really going fast but you think you're going fast but there's like this limit where you think you can't go faster and then you actually have to go even faster to push over this tiny limit to push through it and just go. Now, I feel this happens in life a lot, even with like income levels, with business, with all these things where you're like making it to a certain point and then you kind of stop. And even though you're trying to go faster, you, you, you're still like stuck at this certain level until you really push through and then go. So, I copied them, I copied them, I copied them, I copied them. I looked at them like, what are they doing? Like, how are they so good? And I just followed. And the more I drove, and obviously now we were going downhill, so you can imagine you go even faster. It was intense, but I said, okay, I got this. If they can do it, then I can do it, and I'll be fine. And as long as I follow exactly what they're doing, I'm gonna make it. Now, having these people in front of me and knowing that I'm the slowest person, I was just killing it. I'm like, I'm going for it. And I just went. And that is the moment where I actually learned how to properly drive my scooter bike. Because before, I knew how to drive, but I never had the confidence in knowing like I can go fast. 
I can push through it, I can handle my bike, and I can handle the consequences no matter what. And so many times in life, until we like literally push behind our limit, until we like go over it, far beyond what we think we're capable of, we have no idea how far we can go. We have no idea what we're actually doing. And we can always go faster and do things better. But to do that, we have to go over the fear, push through the fear and just do it anyways. And it was like such a cool story because I remember holding onto my bike like my freaking life depended on it. And I'm like, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I suck, I suck, I can't do this. And I said, no, this is, this is not how it works. You can't win if your mind's freaking talking like this. So I said, okay, stop it. We need some more positive thoughts. So what can we think? I've got this, I'm amazing, I've got this, I'm an amazing driver, I'm an amazing driver, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Holding on to it, literally holding on to it. Like my hands were hurting because I was, I was holding on to that freaking bike, I'm telling you. Until I started to ease into it. And in life that happens so many times too, like we hold on to it. We're like trying to see if everything is okay. We're trying to see if we can hold it, if we can handle the situation. And the longer we stay in it, we start to relax into it. And once we're relaxed into it, it just becomes almost like second nature and supernatural and just a thing we do that we don't even need to think about, that we don't even need to worry about. But first, we have to ease into it and we have to push through this resistance for then to let it be easy and effortless. So you have to put in the effort and go through the hardship for it to be easy and effortless. And I feel that's such a beautiful story because it happens all the time. And I was, I was writing this interview for this Nomad magazine and they asked, what do you think so many people fail in being nomadic or building an online business? And my answer was because most people Either they don't give themselves enough time, they're not in it until it works, they're in it for three months or six months, or they're just trying. And trying is this like, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna see how it goes, but if I don't like it at first, well, I'm just like, you know, just gonna go back to what I know. And that was really my response. Like, I feel so many people don't make it to the way they wanted it to because they don't give themselves enough time because they don't push enough. They don't push through it. They hit the resistance and they're like, oh, this is hard. I thought it's gonna be easy. I thought I can just take my laptop and go to the beach and work. But sometimes it takes some time to get to that level for it to be easy and effortless. And we were literally talking about this, I think yesterday and the day before. We had these couch surface here for a week. And I really noticed that the image of backpackers, couch surfers, and nomads 
is so diverse and so different and some of the image is really like the kind of like hobo mentality like people that just they just think they can make money online but then also they just chill their life they look like hobos <laughs> they chill their life they're lazy as fuck and they don't do anything and then there are the ones that are more like more entrepreneurs than nomads that fucking work their butts off and they're workaholics and they hustle their way to success in a way where now they almost don't have a life anymore. And I feel we have these two extremes, but we don't have enough people that live a life that they want in integrity with their values enjoying their life by building a business or a company or whatever it is that you're doing or working for someone with love, not thinking like, oh my God, I want to be doing this, this is terrible, but fully enjoying life. And I really want to change that because that's some bullshit. And I, I noticed that when I wrote my last book, The Traveler Who Lost Her Identity, that on one hand, I, I fully identify with the traveler. On the other hand, I feel you can't combine the traveler with luxury. Like there was this problem, I'm like, I kind of like the luxury now more and more and more, but I also feel you can't travel and like luxury because then you're one of these uh, people that just stay in like five-star hotels and don't really travel they just stay in the hotel and enjoy all the luxury but you can't travel and have the luxury together because there are not enough people doing it so we gotta change that my friends and i know most of my friends are travelers too so if you want to come on that journey with me please please because another thing that i've noticed most people that come to me, they're like, Vivi, I want to travel as much as you do. Like, how did you travel to 70 countries? And it's either, well, you had a lot of money or you can only travel because it's so cheap and you're going into like all these like cheap countries and you're literally either like starving <laughs> to death or you're trying to like get all the free things. Like these people that we were hosting, they literally had no money, like no money. Like, no money. They were literally writing all these people doing takeout foods in supermarkets, asking them if they could get free food. And I really feel there's these two extremes and it doesn't have to be like that. And I just want travel to be the thing that is not on a pedestal. It's not just for the rich people and it's not just for the backpackers. It's something we can do whenever we want wherever we want to really just integrate more, learn more, and love our life more. And that's it. I hope you have a beautiful day. If you have any questions around travel, please let me know. Sharing my beautiful flowers here with you. We also have three more spots in Adventure Eyes, and I have some spots uh, for one-on-one -on -one work with me. If you're interested in that, please let me know. Send me a message, send me your questions, and I'm happy to get that going. I'm so excited. Have a beautiful day, and I'm gonna see you soon. Bye.